Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. It's the four o'clock hour on this Tuesday. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Breaking news out of Washington, and uh, I I thought it was good news, but you got to be careful. Anytime you think there is good news out of Washington, there's got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch, and in this case, there certainly is. Uh, There are so many things to be concerned about in this spending bill that uh, President Biden, Nancy Pelosi, are trying to push through uh, the legislature, $3.5 trillion. I just found out today there's about a billion dollars in that bill to help Local journalists with salaries. What? Why in the world would the federal government subsidize the salary of local journalists? Unless the federal government wants to control the media. Oh, yeah. I just found out about that yesterday afternoon. I thought, what? What do you mean? A billion dollars to help pay salaries for local journalists. But that's not what I thought was the good news. It has been one of the more controversial parts of this bill is a requirement for all banks in America to report any transaction any transaction over $600 or more. Record it, report it straight to the IRS. $600 would be reported to the IRS. Well, a whole lot of people were really upset about that, not just conservative Republicans. Banks were. It was going to be a headache. It was going to be a nightmare. Uh, I have seen letters from banks to their customers. Don't let this happen. Talk to Congress. So there was enormous pushback about this 600. Every single uh, transaction in your banking account, your checking account, your savings account of $600 or more would be reported direct to the IRS. Talk about an invasion of your privacy. And what was the reasoning behind that? We want to catch the big time tax cheats. No, that was their reasoning. Seriously, I'm not making this up. So you're going to make banks report every $600 transaction in order to catch the big time tax cheats. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, there is enormous pushback on that. So, a couple of hours ago, I'm scouring the news sites, doing preparation for the program, and I see that Janet Yellen 
what is what is she? The uh, Secretary of the Treasury, I think she is. Yeah, Yellen. Uh, she says, "Oh well, <clears throat> we're uh, we're abandoning that six hundred dollar thing, and we're uh, we're going to raise that to ten thousand dollars." Well, that's quite a change from six hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars. Now, here's the only problem. Oh, that's where it is right now. Any deposit made in your account over $10,000, your bank has to report it to the Internal Revenue. Most of you probably already knew that. All right. Um, so I thought, well, that's just, that's just going back to where it was. No, 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 no. <clears throat> that's $10,000 a year. Unless I read it wrong. Uh, again, this was fresh. I just, just read it. Unless I read it wrong, and it's possible that I did. $10,000 a year. Now, I would venture to say that of you listening to my voice, probably 99.9% of you will have $10,000 or more going in and out of your bank account every year. Uh, So I don't think it's good news at all. Um, We will will see. All right, that's, uh, that's kind of breaking news. Here's other breaking news. We've been keeping an eye on this case for a long, long time. And it's the case of Coach Kennedy out in Washington State, high school football coach that was fired because he dared to pray on the football field with his players. And it won't take time to go through the entire story, but there was no coercion. In fact, he started to go out all by himself at the end of the football game, and he knelt on the 50-yard line just to thank God that everybody was safe and so on. He didn't tell anybody what he was doing. He didn't uh, announce it in any way. He just went out by himself. A couple of the players said, hey, coach, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying and thanking God that people were safe. We had a good game and so forth. Hey, coach, can we join you? And he said, hey, this is America. You can do whatever you want to do. Well, it was two players, and then 10 players, and then 20 players, and then it was almost the entire team. And then it got to be not only his team, but the opposing team. At the end of the game, there was no coercion, no announcement, no organization. They just began meeting on the 50-yard line. Well, the Freedom From Religion Foundation found out about it, began screaming, separation of church and state, separation of church and state. And so the high school said, you got to stop that. He said, why? Well, because we told you to. You're violating the Constitution. He says, no, the Constitution has a First Amendment. And just because I'm a teacher, I didn't give up my First Amendment rights. Anyways, a long, involved story several years ago. They fired him. He appealed it. He lost. He appealed it again. He lost. Went to the Supreme Court. They refused to hear it. They didn't rule on it. They just refused to hear it. 
Well, it is going to the Supreme Court again, but this time accompanied by an amicus brief from two dozen Republican attorneys general around the country, led by Arizona Attorney General and uh, the Texas Attorney General and the Alaska Attorney General, have filed an amicus brief today in support of Coach Kennedy, saying that the Supreme Court must take this up. The attorney from First Liberty that is representing him said Americans do not abandon their religious liberties at the door of their workplace. Especially at this moment in our country's history, it is imperative that heavy-handed government be restrained from trampling on our rights to personal expression as recognized and protected by the First Amendment. The uh, amicus brief argues that the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling went against well-established precedent and threatens First Amendment rights. So it looks like this is going to go back to the Supreme Court, and we will pray that with this Supreme Court, maybe justice and constitutional rights will be assured to Coach Kennedy. We've been following, this is what, five, six, seven years we've been following this story? I hope and pray it turns out well for Coach Kennedy and God bless him for standing up for his constitutional rights. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, one day last week, I don't remember what day it was. I don't think it was Friday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know. I introduced a brand new segment to Bob Bernie Live, the Cuckoo segment. Yes. And uh, this is a story out of New York City. And indeed, folks, it is Cuckoo. For more than 100 years, a seven-foot-tall statue of Thomas Jefferson has been in the chambers of the New York City Council, right in City Hall. Seven-foot-tall Thomas Jefferson. It is a replica of the statue in the Capitol Building of the United States. Now, why would there be a statue of Thomas Jefferson? Well, he was the primary author of the Declaration of Independence, one of our founding fathers. So it kind of makes sense that uh, there would be a statue of him in New York City Council Chambers. Well, until now. Why? Well, the City Council voted to remove it, get rid of it. Abandon it because he had slaves. Yeah, yeah, he had uh, he had slaves, and so they're gonna they're gonna remove the statue of Thomas Jefferson. Now, 
I have gone on record hundreds of times. I will do it now a hundred and one times. Slavery was bad, is bad, was evil, is evil. But to interpret history without context is just absolutely wrong. It is wrong. You have to study history and the people of history in context. When Thomas Jefferson held slaves, much of the world supported slavery. Was it right? No. Wasn't right then? It's not right now. But it was a part of the time. Well, does that mean, does that make it right because everybody was, no, it doesn't make it right, didn't make it right. But you have to understand that the slaves primarily were being sold by Africans. That's just history. And to erase all of the good things that Thomas Jefferson did because he was a part of the culture of the time is lunacy. It is nonsense. It is, but that's the woke generation. And then here is a story from right here in Ohio that is clearly cuckoo. Overland College, Overland College right here in Ohio. A student at Overland College has described himself as being, and I'm quoting, scared and angry. Now, why is he, he, that's very important, why is he scared and angry? Well, because he lives in a, quote, safe space dormitory for women. Wait a minute, I thought you said he was a male. Well, he is. His name is Peter. Yeah. Um, uh, It's a safe space dormitory for women and trans students. So he is a man pretending to be a woman in a safe space dormitory for women and trans students. Well, why is he scared and angry? Well, because they installed new radiators in his dormitory building. So he has a phobia about radiators? Uh, No, 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 no. He was scared and angry because they were going to be installed by straight men, cisgender men. Say what? Yeah. Yeah. Because straight men were going to be in the dormitory. And he said, quote, I was angry, scared, and confused. Why didn't the college complete the installation over the summer when the building was empty? Why couldn't they tell us precisely when the workers would be there? Why were they only notifying us the day before the installation was due to begin? And by the way, he... um, wrote all of this, I'm quoting from an op-ed that he put in the college newspaper. He said, in general, I am very averse to people entering my personal space. This anxiety was compounded by the fact that the crew would be strangers. 
and they were more than likely to be cisgender men. It was clear that the college had not made a special request that male workers not be allowed onto the upper floors of Baldwin. So we have a male frightened to death about other males being in his dormitory. Uh, The end result, well, he was gone to classes when when they installed the uh, radiator anyway. Yeah, he wasn't even there. But they had been in his room. And he says, I felt violated and a little peeved. Because men were in a male student's dorm room installing new radiators. Now I'll let you make up your mind whether that is... Or not. Headline, Ohio College student angry and scared after cisgender men installed a radiator in dorms safe space. I, um, I don't think I have any further words. So it's a good thing I'm taking a break. Um, my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Frightened that men are going to be in a man's room. Yeah. Wow. All right. My number 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll be right back. 